Welcome, this is Beyond the Hate, I'm Steve. I'm John. And today we are talking about Dodgeball. Um, the glorious game. The glorious, glorious game. But before we get into it, I would like to let everyone know that I actually have uh, two books out. Uh, one's uh, called The Desrael and the Ear of God, and the other one's called Abandoned Apartments, Breakups, and Zombies. One's about a, uh, a mistake of a race that are trying to hide from God and also trying to keep uh, catch a serial killer that is trying to do a ritual that can end their existence and the other one abandoned apartments breakups and zombies is basically exactly about what the title says uh, <laughs> <laughs> so what are we drinking today John uh, today we are drinking uh, this is uh, anchor steam beer from the Anchor Brewing Company in San Francisco. Uh, this is, um, what is it, 4 point, it's 4.9% alcohol. It's a, it's a bit interesting because at first I was like, maybe it's too bitter. But then as I drank it, I'm like, it's, I mean, it's okay. It's, it's pretty good. You know, yeah. I mean, it's a, if I was going to, if I was going to rate it, I would probably say it was a 2. Yeah, I on guess it'd scale. be close to a two. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it would be, it would be something I would maybe buy again, but I would have to have like a taste for it specifically. But I mean, it's uh, it, it, the one thing I will say is that it's not like uh, like an IPA where it's just it's just happy and bitter. Right, right. This is uh this is uh from an all barley malt, so it's very barley heavy. Yes, if it you has like a, barley in it. Yeah, so if you like uh, barley styled you know malt beer you'll probably dig this um, and i noticed on the bottle cap it actually says uh america's first craft brewery is that so i'm i'm guessing that that's real that they they were the first you know craft brewery in america they were either were or they are just saying they are they are fucking liars <laughs> so that is either really cool that they really were or they're just a bunch of fucking liars mm. either one it is uh 4.9 alcohol so that's pretty good yeah um yeah that's actually pretty good and the one that um the one that i got the box that i got the uh the artwork on the box and the artwork on the labels is actually done by an artist in San Francisco that did the Golden Gate Bridge and stuff on the logo. That that was like a special edition. So I wonder if they could uh, ever make some craft beers where it's like uh, you could uh, peel the label off and have like Todd McFarlane drawn like comic strips. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Like you just you peel it and you're like, "Oh fuck, Spawn versus Redeemer." That's awesome. <laughs> sweet. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Then if you buy enough of their alcohol, you can put together like a whole like whole comic book. We need to get on the horn to Todd <laughs> McFarlane and be like, "We've got a business proposition for you." It's like the people that drink the craft beer. You know, it's like get up with the people at New Holland Brewing. Yeah, New Holland, yeah. You don't even do the outside labels, you do the inside. And if people peel them off, they can actually collect a comic book. Yeah. People, they'd be like, holy fuck, why has no one ever thought of that? Right. Because like, we're, we're the thinkers, we got this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so, uh, the movie Dodgeball came out in 2004. 
It had a budget of twenty million dollars, and uh, uh, twelve million of it all went to uh, Rip Torn. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rip Torn is a fucking national treasure. Yeah. So worth it. Worth every yeah. penny. It made a hundred and sixty-eight million dollars a minute. Uh, Man, that's ooh, some gunny. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Uh, Vince Vaughn was born on March the 2nd, 1970, in communist Russia. Uh, he stands at 6 foot 10, married to Cher. He has acted in such uh, movies as Old School, uh, Wedding Crashers, X-Men 2, Fred Claus, Spider-Man, Four Christmases, Five Christmases, Ten Martin Luther King Jr. Days, and of course The Watch. <laughs> And a partridge and a pear tree. <laughs> oh, man. Vince Vaughn is really the most prolific actor of our time. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Definitely. I mean, you know, and at six foot ten, you would think maybe he would have had a lucrative NBA career. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. That's yeah. The I thing. think he gave it all up just so he could uh, act. Yeah. And all, threw it Do all away comedies. for swingers. Yeah. Just for swingers. Threw yeah. it all away for swingers. Yeah. It's crazy. Because, I mean, you think, like, you know, with as good as he was at rebounding, he could have played in the NBA. Oh yeah, with that with six ten, I mean that's a good size. He play center, he played power you know, forward. But he fell in love with John Favreau, and he, you know, had to follow his boyfriend into the the movie. Business. He had to follow his dreams, man. That's what happens. That's sometimes. what you gotta do. Yeah. So let's get into a comment. <laughs> oh man. Okay. So <laughs> Dodgeball is one of those movies where it's like. This is the usually what happens with comedy movies that we cover is that like we always find the people that are like that are like this is not very funny. It's like well, a lot of people thought it was funny, so you must be the one asshole in the theater that was like this this fucking movie's garbage. <laughs> it's like well, then it's not for you. Sometimes Ben Stiller movies and like Vince Vaughn movies might not be for you. You know, so I'll just get into it. So it says. Uh, not one funny line in this movie, unless you possess a single-digit IQ. Uh, no funny visual We've humor. We've heard this exact comment before. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, this is, I think it's the same guy, probably just He's just, like, po- on every paste, comedy movie. Copy-paste. Fucking copy still paste. movies. Uh, okay. Uh, no visual humor, unless groin shots somehow still strike you as humorous. They are pretty It, pretty. it does. Anytime... <laughs> You get hit in the nuts. Uh, well, anytime you get hit in the nuts, it hurts like a motherfucker. You see somebody else get hit in the nuts, that's hilarious. That's hilarious. Um, <laughs> uh, it says, I always enjoy a good comedy, but if the next ten years is going to uh, be comedy movies like this, then I might just watch reruns of The Simpsons or Family Guy for some comedy. Now, this comment was from 2005, because I remember I looked, I looked back at it. So th- this is, uh, all this stuff I think is from 05, actually all of these was 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 or were not uh, th- didn't Family Guy get canceled? Uh, yeah, for several there? years, and then they had to bring it back. So this okay, guy was just like, making sure he was like, I'd rather watch Family Guy. You mean that like, canceled show? Okay, yeah, cool. that they only ran for like three seasons, and they got shit canned by Fox, and then people basically were like, we're gonna burn down your fucking headquarters if you don't bring it back. Uh, I'm exaggerating, but that's probably something. No close one would have to... done anything. If <laughs> yeah. Family got back. You got no. Basically, what happened was they released the first few seasons on DVD, 
and the DVDs sold so well that Fox was like, well, people they were, are they buying were like it. Money. Money. They were they were like, well, people are watching it. So then they talked to uh, Seth MacFarlane about, well, you know, hey, if we were going to maybe bring the show back, could you bring the cast back and everything? And he was like, yeah, I can basically get everybody back. Because um, we're all living in the same trailer right now. Right, yeah. Because we're so, fucking broke. <laughs> right, yeah. It's like, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, Alex Borstein, she's right here because you fucking fired her. Assholes. Uh, we all live in the, the, the. We actually all sleep in the same bed, like in, you know, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Right. Which wasn't that bullshit that, like, his grandpa was, like, you know, he was too fucked up to, like, work or do anything. And then as soon as they're going to get a tour of the factory, motherfucker just jumps up out of bed, like, oh, shit, I'm magically healed. Yeah. It's like, grandpa, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, like, dancing and shit. You yeah. could have been helping our whole family this whole yeah, time. Yeah, you could have been doing shit this whole time if you were fucking asking why. Yeah, Charlie's granddad was just an old lazy fuck. He <laughs> wanted to sleep in bed all day. Yeah, we need that's to. That's why they're poor. It's like, oh, grandpa, he just doesn't want to get out of fucking bed. Yeah, he's just fucking lazy, but as soon as he can get a tour of a fucking giant chocolate factory, yeah, all no, of a sudden his legs match. No wonder he now. got laid off at the factory because he was trying to fucking sleep all day. Right. <laughs> he's like, oh, no, he laid us off. That's why we're poor. It's like, nah, you got laid off because you're fucking lazy. Yeah, you probably got caught sleeping somewhere, like in a closet, and they're like, yeah, you're fired. Um, just want to lay in bed. It should have been Charlie's dad that went with him or his mom. <coughs> yeah. They were both in good health. Health, and, and the mom was Helen Bonham Carter in that movie, so I actually would have preferred her. <laughs> well, yeah, in the uh, in the remake version, I forgot who the played the grand. I don't know who the granddad was in the original one. I don't know who the granddad was in either one. Yeah, yeah, touche, <laughs> touche. Uh, so, so, uh, so, uh, so I'll go ahead and continue. This is like the the back half of it. So it says uh, the funniest parts of this movie were the ESPN graphics and uh, and and ESPN graphics and jokes and the obscure sports quarterly magazine, also a visual gag. Uh, the rest of the funny parts were stolen right from basketball. The team names, the girls dancing in extreme costumes, the obscure sports idea, but basketball did it uh, more original and more funny to watch. I highly recommend that over dodgeball. This movie feels like it was a Saturday Night Live sketch that should have lasted 10 minutes, yet was stretched to fit an hour and a half. The actors looked like they were given a couple of lines and then told to just go for it. They look blank at times, like they don't have anything funny to say. Basically, if you like comedies where the characters and situations are just supposed to be hilarious and they are like the royal Tenenbaums, devoid of any jokes or humor... Uh... Uh, beyond that maybe this has something to do with ben stiller since he was in both films that might be the case since i did like bottle rocket and rushmore i was brought up with the idea of comedies to be either satires or had a joke a minute thrown at you like airplane or the naked gun movies in south park a movie like dodgeball moves slow because the characters after they come into the scene give you that one laugh like the gym owner or the pirate guy uh, they don't seem to have any more steam after that and the viewer is supposed to enjoy it for what it is it seems to be the new wave of comedy filmmaking and it isn't funny or, nor make any sense the jokes fall flat like everything was improvised and nothing was written down movies cannot live by improv alone take time code and movies like that please 
Well, um... Yeah, there was kind of a lot of improv in this movie. Um, but, I mean, when you have people that are good at comedy, like Ben Stiller, and, I mean, even Christine Taylor's pretty good at doing comedy, and well, Vince like, Vaughn... Jason, Jason Bateman's character. Jason uh, Bateman! Uh, which is uh, Pepper. Uh, uh, he did this as a favor. Uh, and he improv all of his lines. And all of Gary Cole's reactions on screen were real. Genuine? Yeah. Because he didn't know what Jason Bateman was doing. He had lines that was written for him. And uh, uh, Jason Bateman didn't. He just improv it. <laughs> because he was literally hired like day of. Oh, to do walked, the... He walked over at filming because he was friends with the director, uh, Rosen Thurber. Uh, and he was just like, hey, you want to be in this, pretty much? And he was like, yeah, what do you want me to do? And he was just... He literally came up with that character on the spot. <laughs> uh, what's his name? It's like Pepper, Pepper Johnson? Yeah. Isn't that his name? Yeah. But and he's like... I, he's one of the funniest things about the commentary yeah. crew. Because it's like, he's just like, especially... He literally like, just, he literally, like, most of his commentary is just repeating what Gary Cole says. Yeah. Dumber. Yeah. But, like, like literally, that's his entire improvisation. It's just like, it's just like, uh, it's like, uh, you know, it's like, well, they're going to uh, forfeit or whatever. And he was like, that's a bold, bold, tra- tra- uh, bold strategy. Bold Let's see how it pays off. Out. And he's just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> And meanwhile, he's like scrunching his knees up up against the desk and shit, and he's the. <laughs> it's like this is the most unprofessional fucking dude. Jason Bateman is hilarious in the, this movie, and that's yeah. improv. Improv comedy is one of the purest forms of comedy. Yeah. Uh, you know, you you have stand up and improv, and those are the two things that kind of determine if you're actually a good comedian or not. You you can do one or the other, or you can do both doesn't matter. If you can do stand-up, cool. If you can do improv, cool. If you can't do either one of them, you're not a comedian. Yeah. Um, and then you have, like, people who are, like, good at sketch comedy, you know. Well, that kind of falls in improv. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess it depends on if it's an improv sketch or if it's, like, a scripted one. Like yeah. A, but most of the time, sketches... Like on SNL, they are scripted, but they'll deviate and do their own jokes sometimes. Well, uh, no, a lot of times uh, SNL is scripted, and that's why uh, some of the humor leaves it. That's why they're laughing before they're doing their lines because they already know them. They already, they already know, know the that joke. it's funny. Yeah, that's. I think that's one of the or reasons why them, least, why yeah. Will Ferrell, it, you know, was always like the king of that because he just wouldn't break. Yeah, and he wouldn't. Just be art. You might occasionally see him start to smirk, but he wouldn't like. He wouldn't like Jimmy Fallon. It where he's like already like about yeah. to break to like bust his lungs laughing. Yeah, Jimmy Fallon laughed at everything. Right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, so, sometimes you just have to like. In the basketball comparison, I mean that's. Basketball is a good movie. I just don't know exactly what you compare it to. It's not even the. It's not the same plot. No. Or anything. This is like. I mean, the whole thing of dodgeball is that like Peter's bad at finances. He doesn't take membership fees. Like he just forgot to do it for like what you say like eight. He months. didn't forget to do it. He just liked the people that was in the gym. He just wasn't gonna be like, hey, I'm gonna always be out there asking them for money. 
Well, yeah, he just wanted them to be in the gym because they enjoyed it. And, you know, he didn't want to be like, oh, you need to work out harder and all this kind of stuff. I got to kick you out because you haven't paid your fees. Yeah, yeah. so he was, just, he was just a really nice guy with really no ambition. Right. <laughs> um, you know, so that that was really the thing. So they, they saved the gym because of the people that are in the gym. Uh, you know, they go off to play dodgeball. Right. Um, well, we'll get into the characters on the next one. So, so uh, Rosen Thurber, which is the director, he directed uh, We're the Millers, uh, Central Intelligence, The Lord of the Rings, Star Wars 17, Skyscraper, Breaking Bad, Batter Badasses. Yeah. Oh, directed well, yeah. a bunch of good shit. Yeah. I didn't realize he was that prolific, though. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that you know I'd heard the name before, and then I was like uh, I didn't realize that the the listings of what he's worked on is so deep. That's yeah. pretty crazy. He's got a bunch of good stuff. Yeah, bunch of good stuff. Um, yeah. So look that dude up if you want to see some good quality because there's some good shit on that list you just did. Yeah. Yeah. R- Rosen Thurber. Isn't there like a quarterback that's like his son? It's like is there like Rosen Thurber like. The second or something like yeah, that? Yeah, fuck, maybe. <laughs> I want to say that there is. Because uh, I think I've seen uh, I think I've seen a quarterback with that name. And uh, that's why I was like, wait a minute, did the quarterback guy direct these movies? I'm like, no, because he's like a newer quarterback. So I'm like, Well, if you're Roshan Thurber or Roshan Thurber the second or junior, uh, send us an email at beyondthehate at yahoo.com and uh, we'll, we'll have a talk. Yeah. Love a little chit chat. Little chit chat. <laughs> Click clack. Click clack. We must protect this house. Um, but uh, this is a little Under Armour. For, why don't they do the click clack thing anymore? They started making money and they're like, fuck that. We want Nike to kick our ass. Right. Because <laughs> they stopped doing just do it, right? Right? Then they just stopped it. It's like, no. No, no. It's literally on everything that they make. Yeah. So. Um, but like the whole idea that this was like. That this would have been maybe like a funny 10-minute SNL sketch that they stretched out to a very long hour-and-a-half movie. Who would you have put in that sketch? Let's say if you could have put three people from this movie in that sketch, who would it have had to have been? I well, think it just depends lo- on what part of the movie you do as... No, I'm just saying as a sketch. Um, not the mo- not reenacting the movie. Oh, like if you were just going to do like a, like a dodgeball sketch based on the I movie? I think you got to have Justin Long. Yeah, you have to have Justin Long because he's yeah he's a a big part of the movie. Because I think some of the he, funniest. He, he's also is... probably the best improver out of everyone in the movie. Yeah. Um. So you have to have Justin Long. You have to have Ben Stiller, I think. Yeah, I guess, I guess you would have to have ben because Stiller. White Goodman's such a big part of the story. I don't know if you necessarily like in an SNL skit need Vince Vaughn. You'd probably be just as fine if you got Steven Root. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. You probably wouldn't even wouldn't need him if if you had Steven. If you're Root. just doing like a small skit about dodgeball, you probably need Stiller, uh, Justin Long, and then Steven Root, and then you'd be good. Yeah, and then ultimately, the extra person. If you're gonna add like one more person, it'd be Rip Torn as Patches. But he's dead. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> He is dead. He yeah. dies in this movie. Um, dude, spoilers. This movie is like 800 years <laughs> yeah, old. No. 
This movie's like 16 the years old. The aliens might have fucking directed this movie. We don't know. Yeah. This movie's so fucking old. Is Ross and Thurber an alien? Yes. With that name, probably. Yes. That's not a real human name. Yeah. Ross and Thurber. This is just something like he, he was like, he fell from a ship and then like fucking seen like a poster for like Dawson's Creek or something and thought that's what it said. He's <laughs> yeah. like, my name's like, his eyes are like blurry. He's like, Ross and. Farber, <laughs> and it's like boom that's his name yeah because dawson's creek is from that time isn't it are you looking up if dawson's creek's from the same time when i just said some random bullshit <laughs> yeah just because i'm like i think i think you actually might be right am it ran I, from 98 am, to 2003 so am i an alien <laughs> oh, fuck uh <laughs> you might be an alien because you know you hit that dead on, like the show. Fucking, I fucking know Dawson's Creek, even though I don't. I've never watched it, <laughs> right? so I must be a fucking alien. And right, yeah, because you you even had the timeline perfect. It's like that show would have ended, Look. and this dude would have seen it before it ended, and then yeah, got his name from that. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, See? boom. My timelines work. Just even when they're random, off the top of my head. Right. Does that mean I'd probably make a good improver? Probably. Maybe. Um I should take some improv what, do classes. They have, I would uh, take improv classes, but I don't think there's any around here in this shithole. This is this is lower Alabama. There there's not no. The, <laughs> if there was I'd probably be in them because yeah. I like Well they do like have uh, I don't know if they they don't have like Upright Citizens Brigade type of stuff. Usually it would just be like an open mic night at like a bar somewhere. You know, I I would accept uh I would do improv, but only with Amy Proler, so my my standards are a little high. <laughs> what about Aubrey Plaza, though? Because she came from, you know, she But came does she Mother. run it? Like, does she, she doesn't run it. No. But I, I would definitely do improv with Aubrey Plaza. Right. We could probably improv a lot of things. Yes. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I just think that, like, when people are, like, um... It's always funny because when people mention Ben Stiller, they're always going to mention like some of his other movies and other stuff he's been in. And it's like they do the same thing with Adam Sandler. Yes. Oh, this is not as funny as this movie. Or you have people that are like, this movie was funny with Vince Vaughn, but Wedding Crashers was better. You know, That's and- whatever you know you're legend. If you have something to compare something to, that means you've done so much shit. You've done so much shit. And that's the thing with Adam Sandler. And that's something that Adam Sandler knows. He has so much successful movies. Right. That if he doesn't make a perfect movie every time he makes it, which he's not. He's not going to. He's a comedian. He's going to do... Sometimes your shit just doesn't get an audience And like also, he's, he's like... There's like Seinfeld and then like Adam Sandler. Like these two fucking guys are like rich. <laughs> yeah. Um, like his shit. Like Adam Sandler can do whatever the fuck he wants to. He was saying, if I don't even get nominated for an Oscar, I'm going to make another shitty movie. He will make that movie. Right. Because he should have been nominated, from what I hear, for that Uncut Gems movie. He said he acted his ass off. He did great. But they don't want to nominate him because he's not like a sexy nomination or whatever. <laughs> it's not a sexy pick. Because he's going to show up in his fucking shorts and shit. And yeah, like, he's gonna have like shorts on with a fucking tux on top or whatever, and like a like a backwards ball cap. Yeah, it's like he's Adam Sandler. <laughs> he's just a dude. Yeah, 
And that's the um, thing I think with a lot of these guys is that, you know, even if like, uh, uh, like, because you know, people would would talk about like Ben Stiller movies and stuff like that, and like one of Steve's favorites is Tropic Thunder. Yeah, you know, survive, uh, survive, and you know, I was introduced to that through like Steve, well, and your brother too, but mainly through Steve, and it's like. <laughs> It's one of those things I think with like comedians especially is like um, once you kind of get known for doing a certain type of movie, your everything you do is going to be compared to that. Like right. the, like the Adam Sandler reference, everybody's always going to be like, yeah, it's not as fun as Billy Madison. It's not as fun. It's not as funny as Happy Gilmore. You know, and stuff like that, and it's like, well, like the movie Big Daddy. Like, I like that movie, and a lot, of, not a lot of people that were like, "Oh, that movie was fucking annoying." Well, well, let's, let's go through it. Like, uh, let's. Uh, what's your favorite movie with Adam Sandler in it? Uh, will it be Billy Madison? Billy me, Madison, me personally. You, okay, okay. You personally would be it would be Billy. Madison. If somebody was like, you can pick any Adam Sandler movie to watch right now. I would pick Billy Madison. Really? Okay. I fucking love that movie. Uh, mine. We also did that movie on the show, so yeah. Check out uh, that episode. mine are the Adam <laughs> movies. Um, if somebody was like Steve, you can take any Adam Sandler movie, pick it, and you're watching the shit now. Probably Big Daddy. Big Daddy. Yeah, See, I was Big Daddy's that good. Waterboy, but sometimes Waterboy can just wear on me a little bit because uh, I've seen it so many times and it's yeah. No Waterboy, yeah, Waterboy is another one of my favorites. But yeah, yeah. Adam Sandler movies probably Big Daddy because I like his chemistry with the the kid, and then I like uh, all pretty much all the act. John Stewart's a, a part of the movie, and he's good. And uh, this it's one of his Rob most Schneider. quotable movies is like you know where hip hip hop. Pop Anonymous. Damn you, you gave him the easy ones. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, like, it's just like a, a bunch of good fun. It's like a really good fun. But it's it's just like uh, the Ben Stiller thing. Like, Tropic Thunder wouldn't be my favorite Ben Stiller movie because I don't really consider it a Ben Stiller movie. I consider it a Robert Downey Jr. movie. It's just like, because it's, it's it's just Robert Downey Jr. Just He just he takes over that movie when he you He takes stand. over the movie and it's like, you know, like now you hear this stuff about like, was it right for Robert Downey Jr. to wear blackface? I was like, no, it wasn't right at all. They established that in the first of the movie, right? Yeah, they talked like, about this it. This is controversial as fuck, right? And he was doing it anyway because he's one of those psychotic. They're making fun of like these these actors like Russell Crowe and shit like that, and, and Leo uh, that are like super method. No, it wasn't Leo. Leo would never go blackface for a method. Oh, no, no, no. No, he wouldn't. No. That's not who Downey Jr. based that character off. It was like Russell Crowe and like Daniel Day-Lewis and shit like that. These people that just get into other people's skins. Yeah. Uh, um, like Jarrett Leto and shit. Leo doesn't really do that. Um, it, well, it kind of depends because like on some roles you can tell that he puts a lot of work into it. No, he puts work into all of his roles, yeah. but he doesn't go method like that. Yeah, where you kind of method is a little mind. different. You you lose your mind when you go method. Leo can keep his sanity. He's he's actually what you call like a professional actor. Right. <laughs> method is for psychopaths. Right. Like that, the kid that's like I gotta embody this, you know, and all this stuff. Like you you grow crazy. Look at what happened to Heath Ledger. Yeah. You know, he didn't go method for most of his career, and then he did method for the Joker, and then he ended up 
dying. Yeah, rest uh, in peace. Rest Keith. in peace. We miss you so much. Uh, but but like uh, Ben Stiller, like my favorite movie with Ben Stiller. Hmm. <sighs> Probably there's something about Mary. Uh, Although yeah. I'm trying to. Th- I'm trying to think if that's really a Ben Stiller movie or is it a really Cameron Diaz movie? That's yeah, that's weird because because I feel like Cameron Diaz was more funny than he was in that movie. Uh, Zoolander would be a Ben Stiller. That would be my probably my favorite uh, Ben Stiller movie, a Zoolander. Yeah, because at first I thought like. Yeah, I'd probably go with that too. Cause, like, Meet the Parents is pretty funny. But if you're like John, you have to watch a Ben Stiller movie like now, right? I wouldn't just immediately think of like Meet the Parents. I like I literally forgot about it until you just said that. Yeah, and it's like, oh yeah, that is a. But it's yeah. like, but um, Zoolander, there's no mistaking that. Yeah, we might eventually do Zoolander for the show. I mean, that's Ben Stiller all day. Perfect yeah. stuff. I mean, he, he's awesome. But it's just like... We'll stay on this just for, for a couple more seconds. Like, Jim Carrey. Yeah. You know, he has his iconic roles, which there's a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, like, the main ones, let's say, like, the main ones, you know, it's like Ace Ventura. The Mask. Dumb and Dumber. The Mask. Um... There's a couple of them. I'd even put Bruce Almighty in there because I fucking love that movie. Yeah. Not um, Evan Almighty. Evan Almighty is kind of shit. Yeah, they, they. it's just them trying to, you know, it's like, hey, Steve Carell, you know, Jim Carrey won't come back for a sequel, so let's just let Steve Carell do it. And it's like, I love Steve Carell. The Office is legendary. But he's not Jim Carrey. No. And I think that that's the thing. It's like they tried to get him to be like a Jim Carrey-esque character. And it's like, it's just not really a way he's to just, do that. It's, he's just a different type of comedian. He's and he's yeah, very he he's very understated, whereas Jim Carrey is very animated and overstated. And it's like they and don't also, really... also, congratulations, Jim Carrey, for the success of Sonic, the movie. Yeah, who would have thought him playing Dr. Robotnik would have actually been a success? Because everything in your body tells you that that Sonic movie is going to be complete shit. Because most video games are. Yeah, and they're like, and then the CG, it looked like Sonic looked really retarded when they first released it. But they did it, and it was like actually kind of a funny thing. I think, uh, yeah, I think it was, uh, it was somebody. They're like, they're arguing and stuff, uh. They're like, oh yeah, there's like the Dorkley page. They made a thing where it was like actual Sonic talking about it and stuff. And it was like, no one wants to see, you know, Jim Carrey overly comedic. They want to see serious Jim Carrey. They're, you know, making a joke. They want to see like number 23 Jim Carrey and stuff. Yeah. No one wants to see him in his Ace Ventura form and stuff like that. <laughs> and it was like, they're making fun of it, you know, like, because this is exactly how everyone wants to see Jim Carrey. Right. Uh, you know, the reason he kind of, you know, had his little lapse for a little bit is because he was trying to get too serious with everything. Yeah, he kind of went way on the other end of the spectrum. Yeah, and everybody's like, oh, where's that fun Jim Carrey again? And apparently, I haven't seen the Sonic movie. All that comes back all at once in the Sonic movie. Oh, really? And they're like, this is amazing. Well, I mean, 
Because I remember when they were first talking about like that movie coming out, I'm like, this is going to probably be garbage. And then and then I heard that they were like, well, Jim Carrey is playing Dr. Robotnik. And I'm like, Jim Carrey might save that movie. He might be the thing that makes that movie work. Well, and then the, 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 the guy that plays Sonic is from uh, Parks and Rec, the Ben Schwartz. Uh, and he's funny. He uh, plays um, uh, John Ralphio. Uh, on Parks and Rec because he is the worst. Um, <laughs> he's uh, Jenny Slate's character, Mona Lisa's brother. Jenny Slate's another person I really, really like. She's awesome. Um, but yeah, yeah. The, 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 just if you guys actually want to email us and let us know, like, uh, like what's your favorite like uh, uh, movies from, let's say, like. Just to name a couple more comedians, uh, uh, like Will Ferrell, like send us like what you think his best oh, movie man, was. Oh man, Will Ferrell's would be difficult for me. Yeah, because uh, I love so many of his movies. We're not gonna we're not gonna answer that because we're not gonna waste a lot of time. But I'll just yeah. say like just just send us like Will Ferrell, and then uh, like send us like um, another big comedian name. Let's uh, think for a second. Let's say. Um, What's your favorite, uh... Ah, shit. John Cleese. John Cleese. Let's do that. For the older audience that might be listening. So, yeah. uh, yeah, let's let's do that. Or anything else you guys want to send us at uh, beyondtheyahoo.com. Yeah. Alright. Uh, now one thing, just before we go to break real quick, where it says at the end here, it says, um, movies cannot live by improv alone. Um, just look at anything Judd Apatow. Yeah, that's yeah, those um, movies are like ninety five, if not more, improv. Forty year old virgin was mostly improv. Yeah, they, that movie is almost entirely improv, yeah. right? The only thing that they have is the scenario of what's going on, and they literally fill in all of the dialogue. It's good. It's called talented people, right? <laughs> yeah, comedies. Yeah. I mean, don't always have to be like non-scripted basically but it helps and and whenever you're you're thinking improv it's like oh they just improv that scene they went on no they'll they'll improv that scene like 20 times in a row right they might just have they'll do like 20 takes of that one scene and then like that one was that one was the funniest version yeah so we'll keep that keep that one because that's how judd apatow is you know he'll be like okay guys let's do it again and then um, let's just do it. Just, just riff, just come up with some different stuff. And then like the, you, you know, like in a uh, 40 year old version when they're like, you know how I know you're gay. Yeah. And they started doing improv. that. That's entirely improv. And they just kept the funniest jokes of that. Yeah. You know, and, and that's, that's why, you know, this person is looking at it in 2005, probably doesn't know that Judd Apatow's style of comedy is going to be really big, really soon. <laughs> because they don't have the benefit of foresight where they're like, oh, Judd Apatow's movies are going to be fucking big in the future. Right. They're like, no, scripted comedy stuff like, you know, the Naked Gun movies and, you know, and like Airplane and like that type of stuff. And like the National Lampoon's movies, that's what they're thinking is going to, you know, still be the norm. And not to say that that stuff can't be, you know, a, a norm now. But the heavy improv stuff has definitely came out since, and has become a very big, like you know style what? of comedy. 
Doesn't really have any excuse. Freaks and Geeks came out in 1999. You know. Yeah. So, that was Judd Apatow. Yeah. But that, but Freaks and Geeks kind of was like under the radar. How many people that like comedy stuff was, was watching that? Because it didn't last Probably that long. Probably a lot. It lasted one season. One, oh, it was only one. I thought they did like two seasons. Okay. Yeah. I thought they did like two or three, but I might be thinking of something else. But it had like, you know, freaking, uh, yeah, James Franco and Seth Rogen and... Like fucking, Linda Cardellini. Yeah, Jason Segel came from that show. Yeah. You know, so many fucking people. Uh, I think Jay, Jay Burchell came Jay from Jay Burchell, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. What up fucking, to Jay Burchell? <laughs> what up, guy? Where the fuck have you been? <laughs> what the fuck you doing? Doing all of James Franco's cocaine is what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, James Franco's like, I don't need that shit anymore. I'm too busy to do it. And he's like, I'll do it all. I'll do it all. <laughs> so there's our theory. Jay Burchell's uh, doing all of James Franco's old cocaine. <laughs> that he, That's why we he haven't seen have time for anymore. I don't have time to do coke. You just, you take it now. You take all of it. <laughs> and on that note, we're going to go ahead and stop here and take a break. <laughs> some uh quiet riot quiet riot yeah that's some good shit right there good 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 shit so before we move on i would like to debunk a fan theory uh that i heard about whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, you telling me that the fucking movie dodgeball has fan theories yes the fan theory is this holy shit white <laughs> goodman is the same character uh that he wa- that he Ben Stiller played in the movie Heavyweights. Uh, uh, oh, uh, um, see, I don't remember Heavyweights that much, so you have to might have to fill me in on that a little bit. So Heavyweights, he was a I don't remember uh, it as fitness a... addict. Yeah, I'm that I remember was over a camp that a bunch of fat kids were sent to. Right, yeah, and he was really a dick. Uh, so very, uh, you know, White Goodman-esque. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and it was also written by Judd Apatow, uh, <laughs> by the way, uh, the, the heavyweight. So, uh, so there, there's a lot of similarities, but, uh, 
Yeah, he plays Tony Perkins in Heavyweights. But, there's a real easy way to debunk this. Uh, and the movie Heavy, Heavyweights is pretty funny. Uh, but the way to debunk this is literally by White Goodman himself. Because he says in the movie... He literally says in the movie... That he inherited money from his dad, Earl Goodman. Yeah. So if he was Tony Perkins, he couldn't have done that. So, fan theory debunked. <laughs> well, it could have been like an alternate alias, you know? Like a second alias or something. Him and his dad would have both had the same alias? Yeah, you're right. It kind of falls apart there, yeah, doesn't it? Not, not, not great. <laughs> Not great. I'm not gonna die on that hill. I'm gonna, I'm yeah. gonna go with. I'm gonna go with what you're yeah. saying. So that's debunked. Uh, uh, Tony Perkins uh, doesn't end well. I mean, the ending of Dodgeball for for uh, for uh, White Goodman is almost the exact ending for Tony Perkins and Heavyweights that came out in 1995. Uh, so, yeah, it, it is kind of interesting, and he does kind of use the same voice for this character. But it was only because he was inspired by that character to do that here. Ah, okay. Uh, so he's sort of like he's sort of taking that and kind of borrowing it for his performance as white. Yeah, white. I'm white. <laughs> I like right. when he says that because it just sounds like, you know, he's white. Not, right. Not like the the named white. It just seems like he's just saying I'm white. Right. Yeah. <laughs> And it's like, uh, yeah, it's like really weird because it's sort of like a, it's sort of like a multiple meaning sort of mm-hmm. thing. His name is literally white, but he's also white, like as a person. Yeah, the, the director uh, mixed his three favorite movies to make this film, uh, which was *Revenge of the Nerds*, *Rocky*, and *Bull Durham*. That's yeah. That's the Holy Trinity, really. The Holy Trinity. The trifecta. That's the trifecta, yeah. You know uh, the Triforce and Zelda? That is the Triforce. That is the Triforce. The average <laughs> the average Joe's uh, colors are homage to the Hoosiers. To Hoosiers, the movie. Oh, okay. Because I was like, but wait, Indiana's colors aren't like red and yellow. That's Hulk Hogan. So... <laughs> Yeah, actually, it was based on Hulk Hogan, <laughs> the Dodgeball King. Right, the Dodgeball King. <laughs> Just imagine I would be scared as shit if uh, Hulk Hogan was played dodgeball, throwing dodgeballs at you. I'd be like, no, nah, like, fuck, fuck no, no, that shit hurts. Oh, it stings. You just you just like you take your uniform shirt off and you have like giant welts and shit on your back and you're like oh it fucking yeah. hurts it stings. It the only thing that would have made this movie better is if dodgeballs had like spikes sticking out of it. Although uh, <laughs> that's pretty brutal. Nah, the what's one of the scenes that pisses you off the most about this movie? That pisses me off. Yeah. Um. Oh. Uh. White Goodman pegs. Uh... Oh yeah, when he well yeah when he hits uh, when he hits uh, the hits her in the face when she's already out and she's going to the out of bounds yeah. to the sideline, 
Yeah, that that does piss me off. Yeah, I was yeah. trying to think of like if there was another one, but yeah, that would be the main one. Yeah, she he and also he how he her. like he's like borderline trying to rape her in front of her house. Yeah, like he's then, really. <laughs> Pete shows up and he's like, "Do you need help leaving?" Yeah, <laughs> like old Pete was about to whoop that ass. He was about to whoop some ass. <laughs> White didn't want any, because he also didn't have Michelle there with him. Uh Uh-uh. And then he goes to leave with Michelle, and he's on this gay little scooter. And he's, like, flipping them off or whatever. That part, I'd forgotten about that part when he leaves, because he, like, signals for Michelle to bring the scooter. And he pulls up and stuff, and he hops on, he, like, hops on the back, because he's, he's, uh, he's, he's got the bitch seat. And he like he like hit flips him the bird or whatever, and they're just they like, "What the fuck is off wrong with the that moped?" Yeah, it's like, dude, you're a fucking millionaire. You don't have like a, like a Maserati or a Lamborghini or a Ferrari or no. something. A lot of that it's, shit had to have been like Stiller's ideas. Like, this is gonna look funny. Yeah, it's like, like this is gonna. It's look like, hilarious. well, White's a millionaire, so he should have like a Porsche or like a Ferrari or something. And he's like, no, put me in a fucking moped. That'd be great. Put me in a moped. I'll flip him off when I drive off. Yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> flip him off because he's a fuckboy, You know. It's like, you know what, that visually is going to be a lot funnier, especially with Michelle, this fucking, like, six foot eight dude. In that line <laughs> where he's like, no one makes me bleed my own blood or whatever. Nobody. That's from The Simpsons. Oh, because, really? Because uh, it's, uh, fucking, uh, shit, I forget which character it is. Uh, I can visualize it in my head a little bit, but it is... Uh, it's one of those like nerd characters that gets punched or whatever, and he's like, "You made me bleed my own blood." Oh, uh, shit! I forget what which was one it, it is. Is it Nelson? I think it might have been Nelson. Yeah, but he's like, "You made me bleed my own blood," and that's where Ben Stiller came up with the thing where he's like, "No one makes me, me bleed, bleed my, my own, own blood." blood. Yeah, <laughs> nobody. Because he loves The Simpsons. He's actually appeared on a couple episodes of The Simpsons himself. Yeah. Um. Well, it's also because another Simpsons connection to this is Hank Azaria is the young Hank Azaria, and actually that's another interesting fact. Uh, Hank Azaria was doing uh, research and trying to make the character really interesting, so he went with a Clark Gable type of voice in the video. Mm-hmm. And Rip Torn didn't watch any of that shit and didn't give a fuck how <laughs> Hank perceived patches. He just did his own thing, right? Because it's oh, it's they a dramatic shift. They didn't sync up like like. Hank's stuff was filmed first. Right. And then Rip didn't even care, and he just did whatever the fuck he wanted to do. <laughs> and that almost makes it even more funny, because it's like, uh, you know, it's like when you see him in, like, the 50s, and he's doing the, the little video thing, and he has that kind of 1950s way of talking, and then you see him uh, later... And it's just ripped torn, and he's just, he's in the wheelchair, and he's just this gruff, like, you know, veteran guy. It's like, he he doesn't, aside from the jacket, which was kind of like, hey, this is Patches, because this is his jacket. Otherwise, the personality-wise, he's almost completely different. Yeah, from- ripped torn's like this classic, like, handsome, like, like, uh, Clark Gable type. And or his area, yeah. Rip Torn's like fucking Lieutenant Dan. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just this grizzled old uh, bastard that just fucking hates everybody. Fucking fuck. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you got like this one like handsome, like refined dude. And then this dude that's just like, fuck it. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. Come on, ladies. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
so since we're talking about like the characters and stuff, right? Right. Um, we'll we'll go into we'll go into this where it says. Uh, uh, let me begin by saying that Vince Vaughn is one of the more entertaining actors out there. While Maid was pretty annoying, Swingers and Old School provided uh, funny roles for him. This movie just didn't fit him for some reason. It appeared his heart just wasn't in it. Uh, maybe he was just there to pick up a paycheck uh, before doing his, his next decent role. I don't know. His character tried so hard to be a likable Joe Everybody type, he was impossible to relate to. That being said, he was the best part of this piece of trash. <laughs> so you're like, yeah, he's like this Jew everybody type. I don't really like this character that much. But that being said, he's the best character in this movie. It's like, it's like what? <laughs> what are you talking about, man? Yeah, it's like... He was like, he's just waiting for his next good role. He didn't even try it. But I do like him in this movie. I do like him in this movie, even so, though this But movie having is said shit. that, fuck Ben Stiller. Only thing Ben Stiller's ever done was there's something about Mary and Cable Guy. And <laughs> <laughs> okay, so since we're talking about Stiller, right? I'll get into Stiller. So this is the next part. Yeah, you will. I own. <laughs> Balls deep. Uh... <laughs> This is a movie that features balls everywhere. Even pumped up balls where you've got like a little hand pump thing. I always thought that was kind of funny where he's like, uh, he was like, Miss, you, Miss you Beach is here Dodge to see you. Dodgeball could be another title for another movie. It could be a title for the uh, autobiography of Harvey Weinstein. It's <laughs> called Dodgeball. Dodgeball. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, man. The true rapist story. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> That's just, that's just, if you just felt your skin crawl and you cringed like your whole body, you, you can thank Steve for that moment of cringe right there. You're welcome, but also <laughs> fuck Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> right. Let's move on. Um, but uh, but yeah, I do like that part where uh, Michelle is like, "Yeah, Miss Veach is here to see you," and he's like, "Wait," he's like, "Give me like thirty seconds, then let her in," and he like pumps up like his uh, his little cat piece thing on his shorts to make like his bulge look bigger. And then he runs upstairs and grabs like the dictionary, <laughs> and then he comes back down. And then he like sends she's, her in, and she's, she's like, like, "Are you reading the dictionary?" It's, it's like I like to I like to break out a mental sweat as well as a physical one. And she's, she's like, like what, "What the, the fuck?" fuck? <laughs> like he was also reading it upside down. Right? Yeah, yeah. He just wanted to grab something <laughs> so he looked sophisticated, so it looked like he was reading something while he was walking down the stairs. Like, oh hey, Miss. Because that was another thing about it. It was upside down. Right. Uh, so yeah. he he apparently doesn't know how to read. He doesn't know how to read. Uh, because he's basically he's a dumb guy that basically inherited a bunch of his dad's money. Um, let's just hope he doesn't run for president at some point. Because oh my god, <laughs> it was funny too because he was like he was like me and you are like we had the same things. He was like uh, you would build our things from the ground up. It was like and it was like. With hard sweat and a large inheritance from my dad, Earl Goodman. Right, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, so it's so difficult. It's like, meanwhile, what Peter's doing is like, he's just the regular, just normal dude that just, you know. What I would have wanted to know is how the fuck did Peter ever open his own gym? Right, yeah. That's the only thing I want to know. That's kind of what I want to know. I want to see a prequel to Dodgeball that's like Peter, like, how he the fuck did he had to have been given that gym. 
He ha- that had to have been given to him. Because he doesn't have like enough ambition to be like, hey, I opened <laughs> this shit on my own. You know, or like he went to the bank and got like a loan so that he could get his own building and, and everything and get the equipment and all that. Like, he's like way too... This is the same guy that fucking brushes his teeth with Yoohoo. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't he's think like he's doing any good there. No, he's, he's not. actually doing more harm than good. Yeah, it's like point. literally you're doing the worst shit possible, but he's probably thinking like, yeah, the Yoohoo's cheaper though, and I like yeah. the taste better. Yeah, he's literally putting sugar into his teeth. Right, yeah. Instead of brushing it out, he's yeah. putting it in there. But uh, you know, he's going to look like a meth addict in five years. Right. Peter LaFleur's gonna have some fucked up teeth, yo. Because if that's how he if that's how he brushes his teeth every day, he just he just fucking dips his brush in you. So for all the kids that are listening to this episode, <laughs> right? For one, go to fucking bed. You should not be listening to us this late. Or at all. Yeah, or at all. <laughs> you should not be listening to us at all. I put explicit on these so you know that this is a no no place. You sneaky fucks. You sneaky little bitches. <laughs> You're but like eight. Stop fucking around. Don't brush your teeth with you. <laughs> we Least use diet you. If we if we we learned a lot of lessons from this movie though, it's like don't be rapey. Uh, don't brush your teeth with you. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it's basically the Bible. <laughs> and Peter Lafleur is Jesus. And he's Jesus. So we solved this, I think. Right. Do we? Fan theory done. I think the episode's over. Right. Peter Lafour is Jesus, and he has his apostles that would die for them. And then J- Judas is actually in this in this case. Judas is actually Jesus because <laughs> he sold him out. He was so, gonna quit. He's the so, so he's actually the same person in this story, right? So Judas is actually Jesus, and Jesus is actually Judas in the same story. Beautiful. It's poetry, and also. Just a side note, Lance Armstrong is a fucking legend. Yeah. It's great in this movie, and I don't give a fuck if he juiced. Everyone did in the day, and who would have fucking cared about cycling if it wasn't for Lance Armstrong? So, I don't give a fuck. I mean, how much how much does steroids really help you when you're like doing the, the Tour de France? Yeah. And I winning mean, it seven times. Yeah, I mean, at that point, how much are the steroids actually helping yeah, and so, the man had fucking testicular cancer. Like, yeah, so I would just like to say, who gives a fuck? And Lance Armstrong's a goddamn legend. So there you go. There's my opinion on it. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. <laughs> no one would even talk about cyclist if it wasn't for him. Yeah. Would anybody know what the fuck the Tour de France was if if it wasn't no, for him? For not, Lance? Not, yeah. If it wasn't for Lance, no one would give a fuck unless yeah. you were a part of it. Right. But other than that, like the outside world, America would have never even heard about that We shit. wouldn't have given a shit because they'd be like, it's just a bunch of well, like, you know, little French tour dudes. To France and it's like, what? A bunch of fucking people riding bicycles? Who gives a shit? Now you have fucking people riding down every street thinking they're going to fucking be in the Tour de France. Right. Because of Lance Armstrong. And it's like, yeah, it's like anyone could do it. And it was like, no, no, only the best can do it. And yeah. he did it seven times. Yeah, and also, like, NBC's like, oh, it's so popular in America now, we can actually sell you a package so that you can watch every stage of the Tour de France on NBC Sports Gold. 
Yeah, do you think that would be possible without Lance Armstrong? Yeah, if Lance Armstrong hadn't done what he did and brought it to like an American audience, you think NBC would give a fuck about cycling? No. There's actually a special thing that's like it's it's NBC Sports cycling that is like based on like the 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 the, the, the Tour de France. It's like Joe Montana the 49ers. Do you think anyone would give a fuck about the 49ers if Joe Montana never played for them? No. No one would ever have given a shit. Are you telling me people wouldn't have given a shit about Y.A. Tittle? Mm-hmm. That's probably true. Yeah. <laughs> it was good, but no one gave a fuck about that guy. Right. He does have, when, like... When the, he played. Yeah. When he played, no one gave a fuck about him. No. After the fact. And we also had Jim Plunkett on the team. He's garbage for us. He was fucking trash. Played better for the Raiders. He was fucking trash for us. Two-time Super Bowl champs. Yeah. He's fucking garbage Jim Plunkett. For, for the 49ers. So, so, fuck Jim Plunkett, but good for him at the Raiders. Right. <laughs> he uh, shit on the Niners. <laughs> so, let's, let's dial it back a little bit and go back to Ben Stiller. Because <laughs> we're going to get Steve on a rant Stiller. here. Yeah, let's do that. He's going to be on a rant if we <laughs> keep going. Let me uh, tell you one more thing about... I'm just kidding. <laughs> So let me tell you about that piece of shit, Jim Plunkett. Uh, uh, it says, it says we we're supposed to laugh whenever we see Ben Stiller while he plays one of his crazy characters. He it's looks got- funny, but his character gets annoying, uh, gets real annoying real fast. Yeah, it's kind of the point. Yeah. I like Stiller at one point, but after Zoolander and this movie, I'm starting to worry about his future. Granted, he's making more money now compared to when he was funny. <laughs> That's so horrible. <laughs> it's like when you were funny, you weren't making any money. Now that you're not funny, you're making way more money. <laughs> oh, that's funny. This movie that's was fucking horrible. <laughs> We're also supposed Who wrote to wrote this. Louis C.K. Right. This was this is what he did in 2005 when he didn't have shit else to do. Yeah, he was writing comments about Ben Stiller on IMDb that only Let like guess, four this people is are Dave read. Attell. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh, I probably just said a bunch of fucking random you, people. Most people listen to probably. Did he make up those names? Who the fuck are those people? Yeah, yeah. No, David Tell is is awesome. Uh, was awesome. Yeah, he was awesome. Rest in peace. We're gonna be like, wait, is David Tell dead? We're gonna cause a spike in, in Google searches for David Tell dead. <laughs> because Stephen wanted me to rest in peace. <laughs> People are going to be like, what the fuck, man? Beyond the Hate told me that David Tell had died, and he's not. And it's like, I, th- I think David Tell respect that joke. <laughs> <laughs> what Stephen meant to say was that he wishes David Tell was dead. <laughs> no, I, no, 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 no. That's literally what he said. No, no, no. no. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. Ah, I didn't finish. I said rest in peace to his hair. <laughs> okay, that's a nice save. I'll let you keep that one. Um, we don't edit this shit. Everything goes in like it is. Whether we fucked up or we did great. But David tells Susus and then whatever. He doesn't have anything better to do. What are you going to do? Sue us for a pack of gum? We ain't got shit. <laughs> it's like, look, man. It's like, I'm going to sue you guys. It's like, just come. Just come. To the garage and just drink a beer with us and shut the fuck shut up. Shut the fuck up and quit <laughs> being a little fuck boy. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, let's see. Uh, 
It says we are also supposed to like Vince Vaughn, but he plays the same takes no gruff character. The pirate character was the most annoying of the cast. Oh yeah, Alan Tudyk. You're you're You're, talking talking about about fucking comedy gold. Uh, Cross the fucking line. Yeah. <laughs> it says, ha ha, man dressed up as a pirate in a gym. Excuse me while I change my pants. Oh yeah, what it didn't it... have anything to do that it was funny because Firefly got cancelled and they were fucking space pirates. It didn't have anything to do with the fucking irony of the character or anything. Yeah, fucking get a life. Learn what movies are about. Right. <laughs> what did the... It says, why did these guys hang out at the gym all day? Why did they care about their gym so much? Why should we care whether the gym next door take over Vince Vaughn's gym? None of this was explained. No, I found was... myself not caring. I'll, I'll let, let me. I'll yeah, let you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, let me finish, and then I'll let you go. I found myself not caring about any of the characters. The game of dodgeball is is humorous, but it doesn't mean you should make a movie out of it. If anything, you should only use it uh, use this story within an episode of a TV show like South Park. Instead of dragging two hours of this nonsense, it's only an hour and a half, by the way. I don't think they watch this movie. No. This story plays out the same uh, comedic formula as most mindless comedies. I guess if you do a movie about dodgeball, then you can't really rely, uh, you can't really do too much with it. Uh, a bunch of losers get taunted by the bad guys. The dorks get the girl, and the losers beat the bad guys. Jeez, what an original screenplay! Okay, uh, now I'm gonna let you go. Okay, so for one, it does explain it at the first of the movie. This is the place that they go where they don't get judged. They can be accepted. They can be who they are here. If they go to some place like Globo Gym, they can't. They're expected to be this type. Yeah. You know. They have to be kind of like the muscle head fitness people. Yeah, like, and not everybody's like that. So that's that they explain it literally at the first of the movie. Yeah, because even Justin Long is like the reason that he's there is they're talking about like, man, I don't want this place to close because he's like. You know, he's like, when he's at school, he just gets stuffed into lockers and he gets bullied and stuff because he's not, you know, he's not physically not, like, he doesn't have, like, muscles or he anything. He didn't make the cheerleading team, so right. he's not cool. So he's not cool, yeah. I, mean, I, I, would, then, I thought that was a funny line, too. It's like, wait, are you telling me you didn't make, if you don't make the cheerleading team, you're not cool? Right, yeah. And Justin was like, yeah. And he's like, what? And he's like... Nothing. It's just schools changed since. <laughs> yeah, high schools changed since. I went. Yeah, I thought that was pretty funny too. Yeah, uh, which actually at the end of the, at the at, when they finally get to their uh, to their their finals or whatever, he actually does help them. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but uh, yeah, it's uh, cool. I love Justin Long. I love. He's he's awesome in this movie. He's like uh, he plays like the the kind of like uh, especially like when he. He fucks up when he's trying to talk to that girl, to the the cheerleader, and he just he just always fucks up like what he's trying to say, but like his brain and his mouth aren't working properly, and mm-hmm. he can't like actually say what he's trying to say. It comes out with some gibberish, but yeah, and it's like, and then like Steve the pirate, it's like, where the fuck is look, he gonna go? Where look, he's not gonna get judged? It broke my soul. Whenever uh, uh, Pete pushed him up against the wall and he was like, you are not a pirate. And the look on Alec Tudor's face, I was just like, ah. 
Yeah, that's when Pete's kind of going through like his uh, his like I don't give a fuck phase. Yeah, well, Patches just died, and he thought they were gonna lose, and he was gonna lose everything, and all the pressure he was on him. Took and stuff. the money from White, and, and he said that, and you're just like, oh man, I'd like me personally at least was just like, ah, oh, that that fucking stung, and then yeah, you know, uh, Steve, you know, goes through the street, and actually it's the director that throws the cup at him and hits him in the head. Yeah, um, the drink, yeah. Yeah, that's, so that's the actual director, and he's like, he calls him a fag, I think. Yeah. Uh, he's like, nice get up, fag. Or he's like, you know, he's like, he's like, what does he say? He's like, go back to Treasure Island, fag, or yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like kind of like a uh, Revenge of the Nerds thing. Yeah. That he just wanted to put in the movie because, you know, the nerds got treated like absolute garbage. Oh, yeah, no, they, they, got, uh, yeah, so, they got shit upon in that movie. Yeah, but they often. They ultimately won. Oh yeah. Uh, so it was one of those things where it's just like, ah, oh, that that sucked. You know, he he didn't have to do that. And then at the end of it, where he's like, I thought about what you said. I'm not a pirate and all that. And he was like, oh well, then who am I gonna split all this buried treasure with? And he's like, Argh! <laughs> you know, I was like, yes, that was good. I mean, that's, Pirate Steve uh, is back. <laughs> Pirate Steve is back, and it was it was really good. It was satisfying to me. Right, yeah. Because I was into the movie. If you're not into the movie, you're never going to get any of that. No, 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 no. you got to be invested in it. you got to suspend disbelief. Of course, there's not very many people that think they're pirates, but it yeah. was kind of a play. You know, like, Alan Tudyk, by the way, is one of the best comedy actors around. He can do voices. He can do anything. His show, Firefly, people still fucking talk about to this day. Yeah. People fucking riot it when it got canceled. I, I don't think I ever watched it, but I heard it was amazing. But they were space pirates. Yeah. So, that's how this got <laughs> added into this movie. <laughs> where this guy thought he was a pirate. And that's Alan Tudyk. Because it was just kind of a joke. On, on, on the show Firefly. His own show. Um, so... <laughs> And he nailed it. I mean, you can't just be like, oh, Alan Tudor can't act. It's like, fuck you. Who, who, then who can? <laughs> then who the fuck can? Who's going to save us now? If Alan Tudor can't. If Alan Tudor can't, he fucking played a chicken in Moana and made that fucking chicken, and all he says is, hey, hey. <laughs> and made that fucking chicken like a main character. Who the fuck could do that? Right. <laughs> Leo can't do that shit. Who Leo ain't never voiced a chicken. Yeah, Leo, you've never voiced a chicken. Why do you deserve an Oscar? Pussy. Give the Oscar to Alan Tudyk. <laughs> I've been saying this shit for years. Yeah. No, you deserve that Oscar, Leo. Yeah. Um, no, no shade against Leo, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's like you know to be like uh, you know that like there's no it's like. That there's no reason like why would he want to take over the gym and it's like he doesn't really want the gym he just wants the property because he's like is he's like he's gonna level it and turn it into a parking structure for the globo gym people yeah he's for, not gonna do anything he doesn't care he doesn't give a fuck about that gym he just wants the property because it's right next door it's like across the street from him and he wants to use it as a parking structure he's gonna put like a you know, like a parking garage there, I would imagine, uh, for the Globo Gym customers, so they could park over there on that side and then walk across and go work out. You know, it's like they, he explains all of this, and then the bank is like, you know, well, you know, Peter's like behind on his on his like payments and stuff on the building, and 
that kind of stuff. So then they send, you know, Miss Veach to go investigate. And then White Goodman actually uh, fires uh, uh, Taylor's character because he wants to date her. Like, literally, he, he fires her because he wants to fuck her. Right, yeah. And it's like, yeah, I told them that you were uh, you were drinking and, you know, drinking on the job and stealing. And she was like, what? Why would you tell them it's that? It's like, ah, so we could, you know. It's like, well, it's like, because now it's not a conflict of interest. Now we can actually date. She's like, you are a demented dude. She was like, so you you got me fired so that I would go out with you? And he was like, yeah. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's like, uh, uh, it's like I can get really freaking naughty. Yeah, it's yeah. The part, the part that gets me too is like uh, when she's when she gets into like his office and stuff, and they're talking, and he was like, he was like, we should mate. And she was like, what did you say? He was like, he was like, you know, I was gonna say we we should go like on a date sometime. And she was like, yeah. And he's like, what's wrong? And she was like, I just I, I threw up in my mouth a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like. In some cultures, they only eat throw up. They only eat vomit. And she's like, what? What? <laughs> he's, like, I re- he, uh... he's like, I read that in a book. In a book. <laughs> yeah. It's like, trying to act smart we've already established like, you can't read. <laughs> you are dumb. You are a dumb motherfucker. <laughs> and then doesn't he, doesn't he, um, he tries to give her something for, like, her stomach or something, doesn't he? It... Uh, I, try, I don't know what you're talking about. I try to remember, like, doesn't he do something he tries after... Tries to give her that dick for her stomach. Yeah, right. He, he does, does try to give her the D. He does. And he just strikes out. I got out. something for your stomach. What do you got? This dick. This dick. <laughs> She's like, yeah, I, I'm I'm calling the cops. That would be like, that'd be like the millennial version of Dodgeball. <laughs> yeah. That's why, that's why comedies are dying. Right, because millennials are taking over all the comedy shit. They don't know how to write. No. It's like, I would write this, but instead I won't because somebody might get mad at me. (laughs) But also, if this show has proven anything, who gives a fuck? (laughs) Right. And of course, Ben Stiller's the villain of this. Ben Stiller was born in Texas, raised as a straight-up redneck by his neo-Nazi father, Ricky. He was rescued after going to prison for killing a man with his bare (laughs) pure strength. Known for his fierceness in uh, cocaine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's like a honey badger. He, he's getting, like insane. Getting a start in the movie Kickboxer, he went on to do Zoolander, There's Something About Mary, Meet the Parents, Tropic Thunder, Night at the Museum, and Avengers Endgame. Yeah. Yeah, he, uh, he's Groot, right? Hmm. Isn't he Groot? Like in the suit? He's the guy that plays Groot in the suit? Uh, maybe. I was trying to remember. I've, I forgot exactly. But, uh... No, I think he was Drax. Was he, was he Drax? Drax? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he put on the extra muscle and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I... Yeah, I, I don't... Why did I think he was Groot? I don't know. It was somebody else that was... No, Adam Sandler was Groot. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah that's yeah. right. You can tell by the face. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, it's like, I am Groot. <laughs> <laughs> I am Groot, motherfucker. I am Groot. Uh, I am Groot. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, yeah. It's a good thing that they had, uh, you know, they had dubbed that over with Vin Diesel's voice. Yeah. Because <laughs> god, that would have been awful if he would have. I am Groot. I am Groot. 
<laughs> it's like, no, this is just bad. This has been really bad. Oh, man. Thank God they had to, they had Vin Diesel there to <laughs> dub that over because, woof, that would have been bad. Super bad. Uh, super bad. Super bad. Also, why does everybody, when they talk about comedy on this, they're going to mention either The Simpsons or South Park? Like, like that's mm-hmm. just like the ultimate is that, is that like apex. The apex of comedy? That's the apex of comedy is South Park and The Simpsons. <laughs> fucking animated show. Everybody's like... <laughs> Okay, this movie's not like The Simpsons or anything, but it's like it, it, this movie's it's like you know if you really love The Simpsons and South Park, you know what you should watch: The Simpsons and South Park. Right, because you'll never be disappointed if your 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 platform for all comedy is The Simpsons and South Park. Just watch that. God knows there's enough episodes to watch it for all of eternity. Right, yeah. So, just do that. And they'll be making Simpsons episodes uh, even when Matt Groening's like, head is just like a floating head in a jar. Like it is. Matt Groening is an alien. Yeah. He is not from this planet. Yeah. Because this is ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, why do you think he always puts the aliens in like a good light on the Simpsons? Yeah. So, this is, this is my message. Matt Groening, if you're still listening... Uh, Stop. It's <laughs> in The Simpsons. Just end it. It's over. <laughs> Fucking end it. <laughs> Trey Parker, many... Matt Stone. It's over, man. End it. Do something else. Yeah. Let's let's do basketball the series. Let's get that going. Let's do basketball the series. Do some live action stuff. Do another show. Can you not think of another show? You want to do the same show for like 40 years? You could do Team America, the show. Do something else. <laughs> right. Jesus. There's no way. Like, right now, like, if it's just like, you know, what would happen if, like, in the, in the future, like, my kid's like, hey, I want to watch this Simpsons show. I want to watch the whole thing. And it's like, oh, it will take you fucking 30 years to watch all this. Right. <laughs> because this show refuses to end. Yeah. They're just like, how many more things can we write? It's like, it's like Bart and Lisa have been kids for like fucking thirty years now. Yeah, it's like they they all should be old fucks. They all should have kids by now. Maybe if they did it like that, maybe you could keep the Simpsons going. Maybe if Homer and Marge were dead by now, and then <laughs> Bart and Lisa and stuff both had their separate families and they had kids. Yeah, and it was about their kids. Now. And it could be like a Netflix uh, exclusive. Yeah, then cool. Do, like, a season every now and then. And be like, oh, but what about their kids? It's like, cool, okay, fine. But fucking 30 years? One show? And and nobody ages? SNL, you're done. End it. (laughs) (laughs) Because Pete Davidson even's tired of your shit. Pete Davidson has... No talent. He doesn't even think that you should be doing the show anymore. <laughs> the guy with no talent doesn't even think that's funny anymore. Right. And he should be fucking ecstatic to be on that show. Because he's not going to get hired anywhere else. No. He's going to go do Suicide Squad with James Gunn. And then he's going to probably do infomercials or something. I don't, I don't know what else he get can do. Get into James Franco's cocaine. Yeah, just pile up in James Franco's cocaine room. Because <laughs> we know he's got one. He, we know he got one, James. He's Franco. got one. He's got a Scarface room. Yeah, he's got one. Oh, 
I mean, he's James Franco. With a, with a giant Who's going to arrest him if they come into this house? It's like, James Franco, why do you have like three tons of cocaine? Because I'm James Franco? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Um, actually, uh, half of this isn't even mine. Half of it's Rogan's. Okay. Yeah, That's... but it's James Franco. We really can't arrest him. Isn't it? You know, because the, you know, the sheriff said we really couldn't. I don't give her what the fuck the sheriff says. I'm taking his ass in. It's like, it's not a good idea, man. I don't, I don't know if you should do that. It's like, do you know what kind of power he's got in Hollywood? Look, what the fuck is James Franco going to do? And then all of a sudden, it's like, you know, he gets like a, a call and it's like, uh, yeah, so basically, if you guys do anything in James Franco, you're you're going to get shot. And we're just going to say it's, it was a terrorist incident. Okay, James, we're good here. Uh, you are free to go, sir. Uh, we are going to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> it's like, no, 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 you can't leave until you do a lot of cocaine. You have to do at least three lines. I got to make sure that, you know, you're legit, right? Uh... <laughs> and I come back and it's like, what the fuck were you two doing? It's like, we were at James Franco's house doing cocaine. What the fuck? <laughs> you're fired. You're fucking fired. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! He told us we had to do it. It's like what? It's like he does that to all the cops. That's how we figure out who the dumbasses are. If we send them to James Franco's house and they actually take the cocaine, you're not fit to be a police officer. <laughs> that should be the test, right? Yeah, that should actually be the test. It's like we're gonna. It's like we have a. Uh, you know, we have a. I don't know whatever the code is, but it's like for uh, you know possible drug possession. It's like, okay, we're going to go ahead and get that dispatch. And they roll up, and James Franco's like, look, guys, uh, why don't we work out a bargain? Uh, I don't get arrested, and you guys get, like, three lines of this coke. <laughs> it's like, and then, like, the rookie cop's like, fuck yeah, man, I'll do that. That's that's a really good deal. I don't have to do any paperwork, and I'm going to get fucked up with some nose candy. And then he just gets a call... <laughs> It's like, yeah, you're you're fired. You're you're not police material, man. What the fuck are you talking about? I just started like two weeks ago. You, you snorted cocaine with James Frank. <laughs> we have you on video. We use it. It's a sting operation. Who videoed oh, man, it? Fuck. Who videoed it? James Franco. He yeah. sent it to us. Shit's on YouTube, by the way. Right. So now, if we go to a job interview, it'll be like, aren't you going to do do You're the fucking rookie cop that started Coke at James Franco's house? With you're Jay Baruchel? You're a fucking idiot. You're a fucking idiot, man. It's like, uh... You're hired. You can sell cars for us. <laughs> yeah, you, you're an internet sensation, so... You, you can know, sell cars. You can sell cars. Wear this shirt. I'm the cocaine cop? That's what the shirt says. <laughs> It just says, I'm the cocaine cop. It's like, that's your uniform now. We're not changing that. That's what you wear every day. So imagine a girl in the grocery Sell store that says, I'm the cocaine cop. There's your uniform now. Put your blazer over it, but don't button it up. It's now so, go yeah. out there and sell those Plymouths. Right? Do they even still make Plymouths? Does that shit exist? We are fucking way off topic now. But uh, we're going to take a break here. So we can gather our thoughts and all of the cocaine uh, <laughs> that came from James Franco's house, and uh, when we come back, we're gonna we're gonna talk about socialism and homophobia. <laughs> Jesus, yeah, this just gets dark. So, vote Bernie Sanders. <laughs>
I'd like to say this is the first time this song's ever been played in a sports movie. Uh, yeah, it actually is the first time, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean... Dodgeball is the first one I don't think anyone's ever used that before in a sports context. No. No, no, no. I don't think anybody had ever heard of this song until they put it on this movie. Yeah, yeah, because, you know, Queens, We Will Rock You's barely ever used in sports movies. No. And if they did, they copied it from Dodgeball. Yeah. It would never have been used in, like, Mighty Dogs or 9,000 other sports films. Never. Yeah. It's just... It's so underground, nobody would bother to use yeah. it. Queen, you know? queen, is queen of what? I mean, tch. queen of England? What? 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 Uh, queen of what? I mean, no one knows. <laughs> oh man. Um, so, uh, one of the things that happens a lot of times when I go through some of these these comments for these movies, I see something that stops me because I'm like, wait, how the fuck did they think that that was in this movie? And I found two of them this time, so uh, I'll just read this this first part, and then and then you'll see what I mean. So it says, "I heard this film was bad, but I wasn't expecting something this bad. This film uses homophobic slurs to get laughs again and again and again. It's embarrassing and insulting. And for those who say get over it, finally a film that is not politically correct." I just ask, how would you feel uh, if instead of the homophobic slurs, they would have used racial slurs for comic relief? Furthermore, the female body is shown as desirable and sexy, while the male body is, again, just used for laughs and and is ridiculed. A combination of homophobia and anti-male attitude can be found in one scene where we first get to see uh, girls in, in the bikinis washing the cars. Obviously, so the audience can drool over their bodies. And we see a male redneck drooling over the body of a man who's washing his truck in in bathing gear. And it's supposed to be gross and wrong and funny. The same double standard is used once more when we first get to see uh, the semi-nude female cheerleaders. uh, So very drool-worthy, which is in quotes. And then we get to see Vaughn's team having to play in uh, leather fetish gear. Uh, so very gross and funny. I already got it the first time. Female body, good. Male body, bad. I turned it off after an hour and regretted not doing it sooner. That dude is crazy. <laughs> he cray cray. <clears throat> he has uh, a lot of... Um, there's a lot of like weird issues going self-confidence on. Self confidence problems. Like that's just yeah. like uh, self esteem issues. There was none of that in this movie. Like there was no. It, so when you watch this movie, do you think, hey, this movie's kind of homophobic? And look, the thing about Justin Long, sexiest motherfucker in the movie. I mean, <laughs> let's just let's just be honest about it. Let's let's just let's just call it like it is. That's Some people I, would mistakenly think that it was Stephen Root. Is not is Justin Long? Yeah, so, I mean Stephen Root. He, he's in there. He's yeah. in there. Sexy the, beast. The nerdiness adds some sexiness sometimes. Like he's the perfect like revenge of the nerd type character that can just turn it on and off. He's, yeah, you know he's whatever. He's a great actor. I love that guy. Don't want to make fun of him too much. Uh, but I mean Justin Long is a, he? He's a good looking dude. There's nothing in this movie that's just like. And it makes it clearly shows Vince Vaughn as like a womanizer type person. Oh yeah, you know he's you know like, so is white. 
Yeah. Basically, yeah. Or White tries to be. He tries to he's be. He's jealous of Peter because he's in better shape, but he doesn't have the personality. So they're actually trying to be a little bit progressive with how you get women in this movie because they're like, yeah, not the dickheaded uh, muscle guy. He doesn't get him. It's actually the nice guy. Yeah. That has a personality that actually gets women. Because um, you got like three of White's female trainers. And he's like, you stole three of you know, my female trainers or whatever. Or you had sex with three of my female trainers. And he was like, that was one night. That was one night, yeah. Was like, <laughs> you had sex with three of my trainers, or female trainers. Like, sent him he was that like, stripper, it was one night. Sent him that stripper gram or whatever. And he was like... He was like, it's a congratulatory statement or whatever. He's like, he's also a man. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing like they're talking about in here. It's like, oh, well, because it was a man, it was supposed to be funny and that kind of stuff. And it's like, and you're making fun of, you know, like gay people and stuff like that. And it's like, you don't, you're not understanding the context. Like if you also, this is the same dude who cut the movie off after like an hour and didn't finish it. So it's like, for one, your argument is going to be relatively invalid because you didn't watch the whole movie. It would have been like in the days of like Siskel and Ebert, if they would have watched like 15 minutes of a movie and just been like, two thumbs down. This movie sucks. It's like, it, like literally their rating would be like, we watched 15 minutes of this and two thumbs down. It's like, no, you gotta watch the whole movie. Right, it's like, you really, you've gotten just past the intro at that <laughs> point. Yeah, because I've I've watched quite a few movies that I ended up like really enjoying, and the first part of it was like, "What the fuck are they doing here?" Like, come on, let's get to it. Let's come on, you know. And then you watch and be like, "Okay, never mind. You you know more about this than I do. This was this was worth it. You know, this yeah. is good. This was." Sometimes you have to have a build. Sometimes slow build. This this isn't like a slow build though. It's just a funny movie. It's Vince Vaughn. Yeah. Well, and I think that's the thing, too, is that, like, uh, you know, it's, especially because Patches has some, you know, line about, like, uh, call, you know, like when he when he calls all the guys ladies and stuff like that, and it's like, oh, that's another thing, like, he's trying to make them out like they're gay and, and everything, and it's like... It's, well, he's supposed to be, like, the old offensive guy. But, yeah, but that's the thing. Like, this is a Because everyone else around him's like, hey, you shouldn't be talking to me like that type stuff. But yeah. But he's old and offensive. They're just trying to make fun of, like, that generation. That yeah. That just thinks all, everything. He's okay. kind of like, like George Carlin in a wheelchair, you know. Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's called humor. Right. <laughs> this is what this is called. It's called humor. It's not funny because of what he's saying. It's funny because of what the topic is they're making fun of. So if you look at it just from what he says, you'll be offended and miserable. If you're looking at it in the context of what his character is, which is how you're supposed to be looking at it, then it's funny. Right. And, so. you know, and, and I think that that's a lot of times what happens in these movies is that people, they take like, they get like the, like the nugget of an idea and they're like, well, that was kind of, I don't know, that was maybe a little homophobic. Maybe this whole movie's homophobic. And then they sit there and they're like, no, you know, in this scene, he says this, and that's that's homophobic. You you can't say stuff like that. And it's like it's like sometimes the funniest shit is the, the shit that could possibly offend you. Right. You know, it's like it'd be like going to like Anthony Jeselnik show and then being like, I don't want to hear any rape jokes. 
You're going to hear some rape jokes, so you're just going to have to deal with it. Yeah, I mean, it's like he says, if you didn't know who you were coming to see, well, you do now. Yeah. I mean, like, that's one of those things where it's just like, if you think I'm just saying this stuff to be offensive, um, you know, I am. <laughs> you know, he, 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 he likes to be offensive because he... He thinks if you get offended by anything that anybody says in comedy, then you're stupid. And I think the same thing. I mean, Anthony Jeselnik's one of my favorite comedians. You know, kind of grew up on, you know, some Eddie Murphy and stuff like that. You know, he he was definitely offensive yeah. uh, to, you know, some people. but like Rich, Yeah, Richard Pryor definitely was. Yeah, Richard Pryor, I mean... You know, it was the era of a lot of race comedy back then. And there's some race comedy still, but it's just... That stuff, like, in this generation isn't as funny anymore. We go a little bit darker now. Right. Because, you know, race comedy isn't really, like, a big deal anymore. Well, yeah, and I think it's because, like, you know, the younger generation of, like, the... The younger generation actually gets along with, uh pretty much every race so right it's just like when you're like you know how white people are or something like that everybody's like what are you talking about like they don't like to put seasoning on their food <laughs> it's like yeah uh how many times have you used tony shasheries yeah like, you know it's time. like, like I, I i see you know it's just like the shows were back in the day because they were built on like everyone like culturally trying to to blend together and try to do it's like you know, and the they'd be telling the jokes and be like, you know how those Asians are, they can't drive. And it's like, people now would just be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Everyone goes to, the, everyone drives, goes to the same driving shit and everything. Like, what, what are you talking about? Yeah. And it's I, like, it doesn't, it's not funny anymore because it doesn't make sense anymore. Right. You know, like, and you know, so comedy is subjective. And I do believe the thing where you can't judge you can't judge someone off the time that they were in unless obviously yeah. I'm not saying like, oh, for the time the Nazis were cool. No, they were always horrible. Like in any yeah. like in any era in any part of history. Like it could have been like fourteen hundreds, Nazis still would have been the villains. Yeah. No point in history and the future or the past will Nazis ever be cool. But like, um, you know, like they're trying to like retroactively like make people like horrible because of like movies that they're in or something like that now. And it's like, you can't do that. You just can't do that. Or like a tweet they sent out like years ago. Yeah, it's like the thing where uh, Bernie Sanders got booed or whatever recently because of a vote he made in like the 1980s or something. It's like yeah. you guys are fucking retarded. This you're is just dumb. you're basically just looking for shit at that point, and that's that's one of the and, problems. That... And it's other Democrats looking for something on Bernie. The the best chance for Democrats, and they're like, well, let's fuck them over. It's like, oh great, yeah, that's a great fucking idea. <laughs> That's fucking brilliant. Let's dig up some more shit. And just fucking lose. Congratulations. You're officially the dumbest fucking people on the planet. <laughs> yeah. And, 
you know, it's like not to be like super political or anything, and we'll get into the other comment here in a sec. But the thing for me is that they're like, yeah, but you know, he's not really a Democrat. He's he's more of a independent. You know, because he, he's yeah, he some things that he would want to do that doesn't completely align with the Democratic Party. It's like sometimes you have to make concessions and go like, okay. Yeah, he might not follow like the down the middle democratic line as far as what they want policy wise, but he's going to bring some people in that maybe would never have voted democrat because they're, you know, they're like libertarian or something and they're like, "Yeah, I'm libertarian, but yeah, I probably would vote for Bernie." He can unite people together in a way that some of the other ones can't. Yeah. You know, like, do you think Pete's going to be able to do that? Do you think Klobuchar can do that? I don't know. I, I would probably vote for Pete. I mean, Pete would be interesting. Imagine having an openly gay president with, with like, the first husband, right? You know, like, in the White House. That would just be such a weird change. Not, like, we like in a bad way, because yeah. we're not homophobic. But just imagine how different that would be yeah. to see a White House where you go from, you know, Trump and his fake tan and his bad hair and, like, Melania to, like, Pete and Pete's husband. And it's yeah. like... I think Pete... I think... Uh, part of me thinks Pete's the uh, type of person we need. You know? I, I don't see anything wrong with Pete. Um, the only thing with Pete is he just doesn't have a ton of political experience. He's just... He's only been a mayor. But, I mean, he actually has more experience than Trump does. So, there's that. <laughs> I mean, if his uh, cabinet is good enough, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, because they're the ones that really run everything. Uh, he just uh, employs them. Hashtag Yang Gang. <laughs> uh, have Andrew Yang as his vice president. That would be interesting. Yeah, like a, a Buttigieg and a... And Yang uh, is a president and vice president ticket. Oh, Booty Yang. Booty Yang. <laughs> booty Yang. Booty hashtag Booty Yang. Booty Yang 2020. Let's get this rolling. Let's get that Booty, booty Yang, Yang 2020. 2020. <laughs> if this takes off, we want we want 15%. We're 15. not going to take just 10. We're going to take 15. 15. Booty Yang. Because Booty Yang, <laughs> hashtag Booty Yang, is the best shit ever on the internet. We called it. Booty yeah. Yang time. Keyboard cat, fuck off. Okay? <laughs> we have created the best shit for the internet. Booty um, Yang. So now, let's talk about socialism. <laughs> let's talk about socialism and, and dodgeball. Because we thought we were going to be talking about that, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, Vote. Vladimir Putin. <laughs> oh, man. Now, I don't know what the fuck is going on with Russia. For Korea's president. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Kim Jong-un. Oh, God. Apparently he owns that ass anyway. Oh! <laughs> North Korea's puppets! <laughs> okay, so it says the fact that... Every- I have no sources on this. I'm just letting you know. I'm just spouting <laughs> on some bullshit. Please don't believe me on anything I say. 
Because I know nothing. <laughs> I just want to say that real quick before, like, before oh, we get shit, sued. this is a conspiracy theory. It's like, no, I am fucking just saying bullshit out of my ass. Right, so yeah. do not listen to me. Yeah, Steve okay. is not a, uh, he's an experienced reporter like Robert Evans. Yeah. So I, I listen to, to some political podcasts just because I like to hear some of the people that's on them. Not necessarily because I like politics. It's kind of weird. Yeah, but you just kind of like you just like to see what sort of people they get for the conversation. Well, yeah, a lot of a lot of times I just like to hear, uh, you know, facts and stuff about the world, and yeah, I like facts, I like history type stuff. So, but that's 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 that has nothing to do with this podcast. <laughs> so let's go on to the comments. So we're going to get into our political podcast now. <laughs> Uh, but no, uh, so it says, uh, the fact that everyone is, uh, taking dodgeball so seriously is the joke of the movie and it wears thin. I also don't like the blatantly socialist message of this movie. The good guys are the ones who have a crappy gym and they don't even charge, uh, for their members to use the gym. The bad guys are the ones from Ben Stiller's gym. Stiller's character says that he built uh, his gym from the ground up starting from nothing. He built a successful gym with nice facilities. So what is so bad uh, about that? And why does that make him the bad guy? I laughed out loud several times, but I could not ignore the overriding socialist sentiment that pollutes this movie. Well, for one, he didn't say that he built it by himself from the ground up. He said, I built it from by myself from the ground up with nothing but hard work and sweat and a big inheritance from my dad. Right, yeah. So he just got a bunch of money from his dad and made a gym. And just invested it into that gym. So that is capitalism. Sure, that's capitalism. So Ben Stiller is the capitalist powerhouse that uh, abuses, you know, scales against women and uh, constantly berates people to get them to be in better shape. And literally has a campaign ad in his uh, gym that says... Globo Gym, because we're better than you. Right. And then Average Joe's is saying, hey, you're good the way you are. You know, this is kind of a hangout place. This is a social environment. Um, and he doesn't ask for dues because he likes everyone that stays there. And, uh, yeah, it is kind of like a like a, the concept of it is everyone needs to put in to save the gym. Uh, so it can continue to operate. And that is kind of socialism, but what's wrong with that? Well, yeah, and especially... Isn't that the entire fucking concept of GoFundMe? Right. It's like, hey, I need help. Can you guys get me some money to help me, you know, meet, like, a medical goal or something? Yeah, but or... this is, like... And those things shouldn't exist, by the way. Like, our healthcare is so shit. We have to have GoFundMe pages so strangers could donate money to someone to live. Yeah, it's like, hey man, I know you need some medication. I'll give you like five bucks to help out. So let's say this in this instance. Socialism is free health care for all. You don't have to worry about your grandma dying because she's like, I can't work anymore. And I can't pay for my house if I go get my treatments. Unless you can come up with $20,000. Yeah. And then you'd be like, oh, fuck, my grandma's going to die. Um, instead, you, you can just be like, oh, no, you don't have to worry about that anymore. That's not how the world works anymore. Let's just go to the doctor. 
But I don't have the money. It doesn't cost anything. They're just going to take care of you. I just don't see where you can just twist that as a bad thing. It's like, no, well, that, that old bitch should die because she's not a millionaire. Right. By now, and she's old. And it's like, only people that believe that the system that we have now works is people that have money. Right. The people who have never struggled. And this isn't just a political opinion. This is a fact. I drove through a city the other day. And just through driving through it, I seen 30 plus homeless people. A lot of those people are going to die within probably the next couple of years. And they weren't particularly old. But let's say you're homeless, already bad luck, and then you get sick. Where the fuck do you go? How do you pay for it? You can't. You just die on the street. Yeah. And the thing I think about, like, when people are, like, watching this movie in particular, and they're like, this has, like, the socialist sentiment, it's like, no, the socialist thing would be, like, if... Uh, they had to get the $50,000 to save the gym, right? And they just they just got money from people. They just gave them money and they didn't have to do anything for it. Right. No, they, in order for them to get the money, at first they think, hey, let's do a car wash and we'll earn money that way. Now they actually col- win the money. Yeah, it's a colossal failure, the car wash thing is. But then... You know, Steven Root's character is like, but wait a minute. He was like, yeah, there's the dodgeball tournament in Vegas. And if you win the tournament and you get 50 grand, we can use that money to pay off what's owed for the gym and keep the gym open. And then they go out to, you know, win. And then they win, you know, all those matches in the tournament and stuff like that. They earned the money that they got. Now, they also got helped out by the fact that, you know, Peter took the 100 grand buyout from from white goodman and it was like um put the money on his team he bet on it they bet on themselves kind of feels like the put the money all on red circle of life moment doesn't it yeah yeah a little bit and then you know he ends up they end up winning like millions off of it because they were the underdogs and he put all he of won the five grand, million dollars well like five million dollars and then ends up buying the controlling stake in Globo Gym. That's not socialism. That's called capitalism. Yeah, because anything, this movie's about capitalism. Yeah, because he's like, uh, yeah, I'm the controller owner of Globo Gym. I'm your boss. And he's like, you're not my boss. It's like, it's like you're fired. You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that's. But it's like, it, when you sit down to watch this movie, and we'll we'll probably go ahead and wrap it up after this, but if you sit down to watch this movie, are you thinking in your head, hey, this is kind of an allegory for socialism? Or, I get to see Justin Long get hit in the face with a wrench, and I get to see Alan Tudyk dressed and acting as a pirate for the entire movie. Which one are you likely to think? Who watches this and says this is this movie? It talks about how great socialism is. What the? If you think that, why the fuck are you watching movies? This is just somebody that wants to just throw some dumbass political bullshit. They're pushing their agenda. That's all they're doing. Yeah, I mean, what the fuck is wrong with people? A lot. Yeah, it's like, 
how the fuck do you watch this movie and you're like, well, this is homophobic and also it's social, it, you know, it's, it's socialism. It's it's glorifying socialism. No, it's, no, the fuck it's not. If anything, it's glorifying capitalism. <laughs> but, well, you know, some of these people are like, yeah, but only watch like, you know, an hour of the movie. I didn't actually watch the end of you, it. You know, like one of the things that is kind of horrifying about some aspects of you know, governments is like if anyone comes together to help each other, it's always some type of thing where people are like, "Oh, this is like socialism," or "This is communism." This is communism. Yeah, it's like uh, like uh, like communes and stuff like that. They're like, "Well, this this is communism." It's like it's not. It's not what communism is. Communism is where you can dictate how people live. Right. If you're willingly living in a commune where you all contribute to something, that isn't communism. No. That's just peaceful living. That's fine. If there is like a, a Medicare for all and the uh you know, the, the solution to it is just basically, you know, um Everything pays for everything. You know, I mean, some people might barely use it. Some people might use it a lot. But it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't come out any more for anyone else. That's not, that's not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, that's literally the entire concept of it. That people wouldn't be dying just from, like, diabetes. It was something very curable. Right. Something very easily taken care of with insulin shots. But whenever you don't have insurance and they're like, oh, they're like $10,000 a piece. Yeah. You're just like, well, I'm going to die. Because I can't pay for this. Oh, well, you should get a job. I have a job. Yeah. Well, you should get another job. I can't. You know, like, some of those things are just, like, terrifying and I know that's not what the movie's about, but they mentioned the politics. But so, some of those things are just terrifying. Like, socialism, you know, yeah, I mean, it's, it's borderline, you know, fascism a little bit. You know, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's borderlining. But uh, this is not what the movie's about. This is just some ridiculous bullshit. Right. Some dumbass commenters just like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna act like i know what i'm talking about with politics so let me talk about socialism in the movie dodgeball yeah i heard the word before i smart ain't i i smart <laughs> i read about it in a book, in a book? <laughs> yeah. but the, yeah it's just i think what happens a lot of times is that some people when they watch these movies they don't have that suspension of disbelief where they just watch a movie and enjoy it they want to sit there and then they start putting their own personal politics and ideas in it you know and it's like that's not all what the fuck this movie's about like literally you have rip torn's character is patches literally tells one of the guys in the gym that he's as useless as a as a poopy flavored lollipop or cock flavored lollipop if you're watching the unrated version Steve prefers the poopy, <laughs> poopy flavored lollipop because he thinks it's funnier. I do. Yes. Yeah. Um. But but okay. But so John loves the cock. <laughs> cock flavored lollipop. 
as a joke. John loves lollipops. <laughs> Oh yeah, and you can't so say that we're homophobic because we do like some of the gayest shit on the show. Um, I mean, we yeah, we do do some gay shit. We do some gay shit. On the Who show. has the most suckable cock in Hollywood? Let's just get to the bottom of this. John Hamm. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I was gonna be like, "Are we gonna start here with Leo?" And then you said John Hamm. I was like, "Yeah, I'd yeah, suck. I'd suck that dick." <laughs> you can't call us homophobic. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> we put gay shit all over our episodes. It'd be like, I love it. It's, it's, uh, it adds to our our comedy, and it just shows us how we're not like all machoism and yeah, like whatever. man, I wouldn't suck no dick. It's yeah, like, you can you 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 you're you're gay. You're fine. Yeah, you know, it's like okay. Well, why are you using the, why are you using the f word? Why are you using the fag word? Why why is that why is that the first thing you go to? And it is comedy, but also I would blow John Ham. <laughs> <laughs> he is for real, but Yep. Uh, <laughs> it's like you can only watch Don Draper for so long until you're like, I need it inside me. It's like, you know, I'll, I'll be your Elizabeth Moss now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh my god. But uh, but yeah, that was dodgeball, a true underdog story. <laughs> we what did we learn? We learned about socialism. We learned about uh, homophobia. We we learned about uh, James Franco's cocaine stash that apparently he leaves for Jay Baruchel. Yes. Um, we learned a lot today. I think. Yeah, that's a good episode. And they're all facts, and they're all backed up. And all true. court documents. Yeah. Um, Although uh, Vince Vaughn is not six foot ten, he's six foot five. He wasn't born in Russia. He was born in Minnesota. Uh, he's not married to Cher. He's married to uh, Ka- Kayla Weber. Uh, he's not in Gangs of New York or X Men Two. Our Spider Man. Our There's no such thing as five Christmases or ten Martin Luther King Jr. days. Uh. <laughs> Rosen Thurber didn't direct Lord of the Rings, Star Wars 17, or Breaking Bad, Batter, Badasses. And Ben Stiller was raised in Texas. He is a redneck. Yep, all the Ben Stiller stuff I said was true. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) So not 100% lying. Yeah, not 100. He was was a total redneck, and um, he did kill somebody. Uh. <laughs> yeah, he also he also likes to grill rattlesnakes, so that's weird. Yeah, grill rattlesnakes. I don't know. I don't when know you about think that. Ben Sniller, I mean, you you just think redneck, right? Yeah, and grilled rattlesnakes. Grilled rattlesnakes, such a such a country boy badass. Yeah, yeah. And uh, also uh, uh, look up uh, my books, uh, the Dazrael of Air in the Year of God and uh, Abandoned Apartments Breakups. And uh, zombies, all available on Amazon. Uh, email us at beyondthehateyahoo.com. Find us on every podcast platform. We've been doing this shit for like 900 years. Yeah. Like, everywhere. Stitcher um, and iTunes or Apple Podcasts. I don't think iTunes exists anymore. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Google Podcasts, you know, yeah, Spotify. So. 
If you guys have any suggestions, thoughts, like I said, beyond the hate at yahoo.com. You can donate to the show, too, if you want to help us out, help us get some beer money. Yeah, donate to the beer fund. Uh, you'll get mentioned on the show if you donate. Yeah, if you donate, money. we'll shout you out. Um, you know, just like our uh, buddy Ewan did. He, you know, he, he shot us some money there uh, for a little while. You need to come back, Ewan. Uh, could be a little bitch about it. <laughs> yeah, I was also uh, advised that we might start an Instagram here soon um, for the show because apparently a lot of podcasts are, are on there, but that might come in the future yeah. when I've, whenever I figure out how the fuck to run an Instagram. <laughs> um, we didn't grow up with like Instagram or like Twitter and all this shit, so... Yeah, so you guys have any suggestions, uh, things like that, just let us know. Hope you guys enjoyed this dodgeball episode. This has been Beyond the Hate. Peace. My milkshake brings all the boys to the yard.